I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I was assuming you would say you're terrific. I couldn't two weeks in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing fine, thank you. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I have to to allow you some terrific, great, awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic, couldn't be better Mm -hmm. weeks. So I'm going to yield to my esteemed colleague (laughs) uh, for that for a few weeks. Thank you. Did you... Did your day go well? You know what? It's uh, it's warming up. We it's sunny. Are hitting a great stretch of weather, and I was reminded by a friend today that the weatherman keeps saying, "But don't get used to it. But don't get used to it." But I'm just going to ignore that and enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> so, has your friend told you if the weathermen are seeing something in the extended forecast that we should be worried about? I don't know. She didn't say. All right. Well, we're not going to worry about it. Then. No, we're going to live in the present. <laughs> we are going to live in the present. And, and you know, one of the things that I think is amazing about this year's transition, and, and hopefully this will hold from, from winter to spring, is we've had times when, you know, in March, we've gotten a lot of snow and then it rained. Mm-hmm. And then you get this flooding and this is the snow melt. But we got a significant amount of snow in February, but it seems to just melting so nice and slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're not going to get the flooding that can really mess up some areas. So it's just it's just gorgeous. The sky was blue. I I am going to probably need some advice from you because I do have a problem with a squirrel that keeps getting in my bird feeder. But oh, you need the squirrel buster. So is that really a device? That's what it's called. Yes. Not sponsored. Right. Squirrel Buster is not sponsored this podcast. All right. I'll have to do a search on that. <laughs> not that our listeners care anything about, but my but this squirrel is driving me nuts. And, 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 and my family says, you sound like a horrible old man as you open the door and you start screaming at a squirrel. <laughs> and, that, you know, and, then one morning, and then at one point I was like, well, he deserves to eat too. But no, he doesn't. But not the not- bird seed. Oh, and he's making such a mess. <laughs> Anyways, so, wow, I, hopefully we didn't lose a bunch of listeners just then. <laughs> so, last week we talked about ladders. Mm-hmm. We're talking about them again this week. Yep. So, so last week we talked about, you know, ladder climbing and, and that, that we, and we, we did that with, with the correct proper spin, that there's nothing wrong with striving to achieve and to grow and to develop, and that's climbing a ladder. And then we also talked about ladder holding. And, and really, that's the beginning, I believe, of, of exercising leadership, is when you begin to look for people that really have a desire to climb and grow, and you kind of stabilize the ladder for them. Now, today we're going to move into the next phase of that. There's two more phases, um, ladder extending and ladder building. And, and ladder extending is... It's kind of like being a mentor where the, the point there is, you know, how high will others go with some help? If I'm there to extend that ladder a bit, making sure the ladder is laying properly so we don't bang our knee like I did when I was building <laughs> my house. But if it's, if, you know, what could I do to, to help that person really grow even more? by offering this, this, this mentoring um, aspect to their life. And there's a couple things that we need to, we need to understand is that, um, 
you can't be a ladder extender until you've achieved some things yourself. You know, because as, as a mentor, you mentoring is sharing experience. Coaching is different. Coaching is asking, probing, and thought, thought-provoking and, 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 and questions that help a person develop a realization from within them. But mentoring is really where I'm sharing with my experience. So if I have nothing to share because I haven't achieved anything, well, now i got a problem. And, and I, what I love about the fact of the word mentor, it's both a verb and a noun. It's something you do and it's something you are. Mm-hmm. And a good mentor is going to exhibit soundly in both areas. And, and another thing about mentoring that we need to realize is no one can mentor someone in everything. Mentoring really is a specialist kind of field. And so when I say that, I'm saying that folks really need to have multiple mentors. There may be, I'll give you an example. Um, this week at the, you know, the day we're recording this was day one of my virtual Maxwell certification event. So we can't be in Orlando like we typically would be. So we, we did it virtually. And, and the first thing they did this morning was they introduced our mentors. And we have mentors in sales lanes, mentors in business development lanes, mentors in speaking lanes, mentors in coaching lanes. So what they're saying is that nobody can do everything. We're, spe- we're specialists. All of us are. So, mm-hmm. you know, we should make, I, I have to know what I can mentor in rather than just assume that a person just needs me as their mentor and they're going to be all set. No, they won't. If all they have is me, Look, I can't even keep a squirrel out of my bird feeder. So how can I really know how to mentor in a bunch of different areas? So, and then some folks will say, well, so what, what do you mean my, specialist, my specialized area? It's your giftedness. What are you most gifted in? That's where you mentor. That's where you should be trying to engage and help and extend people's ladders. And then I found some notes um, in, in, in one of my books, um, it's in, it's in John Maxwell's leadership book. And some things about, he said, ladder extenders are mature. And right away I thought, oh my goodness, I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not all that mature in certain areas. But anyway, so this, this was the list that John put in there. They have to have the ability to make decisions based on the big picture, not just the immediate one. And I thought, wow, that is, that is a huge statement. Yeah, it's, a, it's really something you lead with. <laughs> because when somebody comes to me needing some mentoring, mm-hmm. chances are they're concerned with the immediate problem. Yeah. And the immediate problem might not be the problem. It might be a symptom of the problem. So what is the big picture? Can I see the big picture? Could I see this devastating moment for this individual where they're really stressed out as, oh, this is a learning experience. This is not, you know, this isn't, this is something that's going to actually help you down the road. And then I might be asking this person to really dig deeper and experience this loss, so to speak, or this failure, so that they can make sure that they learn from it. I love this other one, the capacity to face unpleasantness, frustration, discomfort, and defeat without collapse. So why do you suppose the mentor would be able to face those things without collapse, but yet the mentee might not? Because they've done that before. (laughs) They've been through it before. Been through it before. 
You know, I, I, rem- I remember hearing a story that my mom used to tell where there was this older lady at our church that was just this this amazingly um, fine woman who really loved kids and just she always had young people around and kids around. And apparently at one point there must have been this turmoil going on. And this woman just had a smile on her face and was just going about her day like nothing was really happening. And my mother said to her, you know, how can you be calm in this situation? And she just smiled and looked at my mom and said, do you think I was always this calm in these situations? Mm -hmm. No, because when her kids were young, she was probably frazzled, you know, and, 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 and a little screaming a bit more than she wanted to. But with age, with experience, comes this ability to, if we have the maturity, to face it without collapse. I, I, I remember um, going to, to, to one of my mentors when I was at Self-Lock and, you know, with, with what I thought was like a huge issue. And, and he didn't even flinch. Like, oh, okay. So what can we do? Now, for me, it was a huge deal. For him, nah, it's just another day. It's another thing that you've gone through. Um, the choice to live up to the responsibility and do the right thing, not the convenient thing. There's times when you're mentoring and when I'm coaching where you have to deliver a somber message, a so, not somber, a sober message, you know, where you have to say, yeah, that was not good. What are you going to do about it? You know, or when, 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 when. Another one that that comes up is when someone doesn't want to admit that maybe they were wrong and you have to say, let's think about this. Was that the appropriate response? Uh, No, I guess it wasn't. So (laughs) what do you think you need to do about that? Uh, Well, I guess I better apologize. Yeah, I think you probably should. And then you have to follow up with, so was this transgression or this wronging of this person done publicly or privately? Oh, it was in a meeting. So what does that mean? You know, where where do you need to do the apology? Uh, publicly? You got it. Great. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's not... And sometimes you run the risk of losing that person as a mentee. Mm-hmm. But we're there to help them grow. We're there to help extend their ladder, not always necessarily make them happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, willingness to stick with a task, project, or situation until it comes to a completion. That was kind of a given. Um, the discipline to harness abilities and energies to do more than is expected. Going that extra mile. The ability to take in difficult information and keep things confidential. That's huge. Mm-hmm. People need somebody they can go to to just vent. And to really bear their soul and to talk about things, their fears, things that they're struggling with, that they don't know how to address. And we better never, ever blab those to other people. Um, let's see. The openness to share personal difficulties when appropriate and helpful. That's sharing things that I've gone through that might be a learning opportunity for someone else. So, Marissa, I have a question for you. So why do you suppose people learn so well from other people's mistakes? 
because they can almost like experience them through someone else that they know without having to actually make that same mistake themselves. Yeah, very good. Yeah. You know, it's it's different yeah. than, you know, I saw it in a movie. Well, no, it's like I my brother did that or my you know, learning from someone closer to you, you you can right. you can um kind of feel it from them and and see it through their eyes a little bit differently. Exactly. And you know, one of the greatest mentoring tools that a mentor can give is to share their failures with people. Mhm. Because nobody wants to hear from people that did it right all the time. Because that's not real. Right. Mm -hmm. It's make-believe. You know, the the book, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn, is John Maxwell's book on failures. And, you know, and when he asked his wife what she thought of the manuscript when she wrote it, she said, when is volume two coming out? Because you didn't get all your failures in this one. But we love listening to his failures because we can put ourselves in those shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's really sad when, when someone who thinks they're a leader can't admit their failures. Because what happens is nobody follows them. They're just an arrogant person taking a walk. And there's nobody following. So I really want to encourage people. Let, help people learn from, from your difficulties, from your failures. Um, the compassion to connect with others without trying to correct them. I, I thought that one really had me pausing for a moment to really reflect, to make sure I'm doing that. People need to be heard. They want empathy. They don't always need correction. You know, and as I as I say that, I'm thinking of a couple times when, you know, when I've had a coaching client that will just, you know, say, they'll just reveal that this, like they really screwed something up but they get it and they realize they screwed it up. And there's no point in me saying anything other than, okay, what'd you learn from that? Great. Let's move on. You know, and, and, and sometimes when, when I'll do a 360 for people and they really, really, and I can tell they're so beat, they're beating themselves up over something in a 360 that is true. And I just try to help them move beyond this this negative they you know they've already done the beating so to speak i'm not me being hard on them is not going to help them in that endeavor so now what i need to do is help them convert that to a positive emotion that can be forward facing so that they can grow from it and then have this wonderful opportunity to share one of their failures with somebody else that can be a really great way to extend somebody else's ladder uh, I love this one too. Ladder extenders are pr- are practiced in the art of asking great questions. And that, you know, that's something that I'm still trying to learn. I wish I was better at asking good questions. Questions are just this magic sauce to get conversations to go in amazing places mm-hmm. if you ask the right questions. And, and the notes that I had here was, you know, you ask the question, then you listen, and then you ask a follow-up question. And that follow-up question is often more important than the first question because it's going another layer deeper. And now I'm getting to the core of what's really going on. What is the depth of that understanding? And then what I'm able to do is then I'm able to lead that person by challenging, encouraging, and coaching them to a different position. 
and and it's interesting. Peter Drucker said um, that the the real thing is to listen for what's not said, because in what's not said, you're going to find an even deeper meaning, mm-hmm. which I thought was huge. Do you have any favorite questions that you like to ask people? Uh, I'm not the best question asker. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like my questions are always kind of, they just follow the path of the conversation. Okay. Um, sure. Well, that's fine. And I, I always like to understand people's backgrounds, which is mm, kind of the foundation, okay. I think. Um, just understanding, and even so, like things like their interests and right. um, you know, how they, few people take a very linear path. Right. So kind of understanding what, what, what led them to where they are now. Yeah. So I think you're better at asking questions than you're giving yourself credit for. <laughs> because you're asking questions that are helping you connect at a deeper level mm-hmm. and gain an understanding of the person. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I think for you it would just be a natural tr- uh, progression to now ask the, d- the additional questions. Because you're already laying that foundation. Mm-hmm. For this connection piece, which opens the door for greater questions, there there is a great book if our if our listeners are interested, um, and I'm going to grab it because I forgot the title, which is stupid because I should know the title. Oh, it's Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. I don't need to go ask. <laughs> I'm looking at the book, but I can't see the spine because it's on my bookshelf in front of my microphone here. Yeah, it's Good Leaders Ask Great Questions, and it's simply a book about questions. Mm-hmm that you can ask, which are huge. And then the last note on ladder extending is um, you need to be humble. And the reality is that none of us have achieved anything without the support and encouragement of somebody else. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we forget that, we're sliding back down the ladder. And it's no fun going down a ladder quickly. So let's move to ladder building. Mm -hmm. So what were your first thoughts when you saw the that subtitle ladder building. Uh, I I didn't have too many thoughts about it um, up front. I think it seems like there's some really hard work that goes into it. Yes. And some, you know, real serious questions that you have to think deeply yep. about, not just surface level. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's hard work, but mm-hmm. it is the most fun. Mm-hmm. Because what we're doing when we're ladder building is it's not it's not just mentoring. I mean, we're still there as a mentor, but I really think that ladder building is is a little bit more the coaching realm. I, I think this is just this becomes really such a fun place because now we're really launching this person, helping them launch to what I'm gonna call exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Where they're not just, we're not just extending a little bit of a ladder here. They're building something that's going to be very, very personal for them. And there was this great quote by Napoleon Hill that said, Strong, deeply rooted desire is the starting point of all achievement. So, what I really want to encourage folks to do is when you get to a point of being a ladder builder with others, with other people, only work with people that understand the need to grow. Because you're going to be investing so much of yourself in that, you don't have time to waste time with people that don't want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
because it's going to take a lot of time. And so, so some of the things um, we need to understand is that when you know when we develop leaders, it benefits them, not not just us. And and if we're doing it just for us, stop. It, you know, leadership is about others. It's not about yourself. You know, I'm I'm having so much. I'm really enjoying my time with, um, as as kind of like a guest instructor in one of ESF's programs, and I just love interacting with these young people. And and you know, they're and that what I do is the homework is they have to send me a paragraph of what the takeaway was from the session. And when I get these comments from these young people, like I'm realizing that when you become a leader, it's about other people. It's not about yourself. I'm like, yes. They got it. It's so much fun to see these young people recognizing that. Um, another point, do I relinquish control and give other leaders the freedom to be themselves and develop their own process? So I can't control the person that's building the ladder. I'm just helping them. They have to build a ladder in the direction that they really want to go. Um, I, I want to jump to... Um, because I don't, I want to make sure we don't go too long here. But questions that I need to ask, or that need to be asked of people in a mentoring and a building, a ladder building process. And I, t- I already touched on the first one: is the person hungry to learn? But the next one is, and maybe I touched on this a little bit last week, but what's their capacity? And I don't mean that in a negative way. I, I mean that really in a positive way. Do they have capacity? to grow significantly now because there may be they may be in the middle of things that are that's constraining that's 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 throttling back their ability to grow at this moment i don't want to discourage them and so i'm looking at life situations whatever it might be parents with small children um you know if let, let's say um uh, a a couple that's just newly together newly married you know, I, you know what? I don't want you focusing on your career at this moment. I want you to just focus on a relationship for a few years. You know, because I'm, it's not that I don't want you to grow professionally, but invest in other things, not just your career at this at this moment. Um, one of the things too is I'm I'm always concerned with my coaching clients about their work life balance, mm-hmm. and you really need to pay a lot of attention to that. So to me, that kind of goes into what's the capacity. Um, and then this one, people may, um, they may take this the wrong way, but are the person's values compatible with mine? And, and what I I mean this in terms of values in a very, um, broad way. And so what I mean by that is, do they value other people? And are they willing to add value to other people? That to me is a foundation point. If, if a person doesn't see the, the, the need to make other people's lives better, yeah, I'm sorry, go, go find another mentor. Mm-hmm. If, all I'm, if, all, if you only want me to help you find a way to get a better job and make more money, I'm not, I'm not your mentor. Do they value personal growth? Because that's a huge one for me. Do they lead by example? Like if I would ask other people about them, would they say that this person leads by example or do they, are they walking the talk? I guess is what I'm saying there. Right. 
do they exceed expectations? And some people may find this one is unreasonable. But I heard it this morning, you know, when John Maxwell opens up our, our certification event and he lays out the expectations for the new coaches that are going through the program, you need to exceed expectations. And if you're not willing to commit to exceeding expectations, you know, we'll refund your money kind of thing. I mean, I've heard him say that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Because people don't pay for average. And are you really willing to go that extra mile? And then, you know, live in, with intentionality because everybody knows that that's one of my favorite ones. You need to be highly intentional about your life and every aspect of your life. And then the last note here was, is the individual that I'm trying to mentor a leader? And, and my reason for putting that one in is because that's what I'm trying to mentor in. You know, and that doesn't mean that everybody, well, I will say that everybody is a leader. They just don't realize it. Because if you have influence in someone's life, you're a leader. Um, but I'm looking for people that want to be able to leverage that influence. Because that's the way we change the world for a better place. By getting other people to get other people who get other people to make a difference. So that's it. Ladder extending and ladder building. That's it in a nutshell. There's a lot that goes into it. That there really is. And, yeah. and I realized that, you know, we try to keep this less than 30 minutes and I realized I was getting mm-hmm. close to the 25 minute mark. Um, there is a lot there and there's a lot for people to think about. Mm-hmm. But it really is a place of tremendous personal fulfillment. Yeah, it sounds like it. When, when you know, and, and, and so I, I think, and I think if people are willing to take an honest look at their life, a lot of people are already doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're active with different nonprofits in town. Mm-hmm. That's ladder holding, ladder extending, ladder building. Yeah. You know, working with with moms groups in school, whatever it might be, helping out in school. That's your your kids' classes. That's Ladder holding, ladder extending, and ladder building. Mm-hmm. And the key is if, and, and I guess what I'm looking at is I'm saying if more people would just realize the value of that and then the excitement that's in it, there, is, there, is no, there are no greater, more exciting things in terms of a career or a job than to see people grow and develop and do things that they never thought they could do. And you give that little extra encouragement. It's amazing. So I have no idea what we're talking about next week. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure you'll think of something. Well, and we're this is early in the week for us too, because we yeah. typically don't do it on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got two more days of training, so I guarantee you that I'm going to get something between now and then mm-hmm. that's that's gonna that's gonna speak to me. Yes, I'm sure you'll be able to pull something from your 20 pages of notes. Yes, oh, abs- <laughs> absolutely. Because you know, I didn't, I don't, I didn't pull anything from the the pre-event day of notes yet either. So it'll be there, and it'll be good. And you know, for so here's another here's a lesson for folks. So what's the value? The value that I get from that is it reaffirms that learning. It it takes that learning to a deeper level, mm-hmm. so that it becomes something not only that I'm learning, but that I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. If not, I'd be wasting my time attending these 
training sessions. So anything special? I don't want to say plan for the weekend because the weekend's far away. Anything special planned this week? Well, the week we're recording, which is not the same as the week this comes out, um, like we said, is going to be beautiful weather. So I am just looking forward to getting outside and picking up the yard a little bit, getting some of those sticks that have fallen down, some branches that are down. Yeah. Getting some fresh air. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I did notice, I was looking out toward, we have a, a trellis where there's a clematis. And underneath the clematis, I noticed, now that the snow melted, there's some some leaves of some, I forgot what kind of plant that's there. I'll, I'll remember it as soon as I we get done recording. Started greening up. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. It's yes, a it great is. time of year. Mm-hmm. All these new beginnings all around us. Yes. So folks, get outside. Enjoy it. Breathe in the fresh air. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page. Mm-hmm.